Welcome to the Keeping the Dream Alive podcast brought to you by Torch Technologies. In this podcast, you will learn about all things Torch, from its history to its culture, employee ownership, commitment to the warfighter, our community involvement, and so much more. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and stay connected with Torch by following us on all your social media platforms. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy the Keeping the Dream Alive podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Keeping the Dream Alive podcast. Today, I'm sitting down and talk with Bill Warwick, co-founder of Torch Technologies. Thank you so much for joining me. With the end of the year almost here, I want to take this episode to talk a little bit about 2022 and some of the goals and milestones that Torch has been able to achieve across this year, as well as some of the goals we have for the podcast moving forward into 2023. So first, looking at some of the Torch achievements, um, we can talk a little bit about two main areas, that of the company growth and the trajectory moving into 2023. And another that I think is really important to mention on the podcast is some of the areas in which Torch helps. Your community outreach segment has been able to give back to the local community and the role that you hope that program is able to continue to have moving forward into the new year. All right. Yeah, it's been a wonderful year. We're uh, we're coming to the end of the year. We can see this is going to be a very successful finish. All the companies are running strongly. Torch has had an excellent year. We went through a little flat phase there where uh, with COVID and the issues around COVID, and then we had a series of contract wins that were protested that held up revenue for a number of months there and delayed our entry. Uh, the contracts were quite a bit larger than the contracts that we were replacing, and so there was an opportunity for significant growth there, but the protests held them up. And so those have all been settled favorably in Torch's favor. And those are now becoming to come online full steam. So we've seen in the late part of the year some evidence of significant growth that's coming on board. We had significant contract wins this year as well, and most notably in the field office, it's created some growth as well. So Torch, as the the big dog, uh, the largest company in our portfolio, is certainly going to finish this year very strong and looking very bright, running on all cylinders going into next year. So I'm very excited about where it is and where it's going. We also see changes coming about in Torch as as we focus on the future. We see uh, we're aligning there to grow our management team and uh, promote folks so that we can continue to grow into the future. It's exciting to see people growing in their careers and seeing opportunities open up. And as we go forward, uh, I think that's probably one of the most exciting aspects of this business is to see someone who's been with you a long time start to be rewarded with significant additional responsibility. For me, that's a really big thing. Freedom. Freedom has run just exceptionally well this year, has a really good future in front of it. We've got a lot of number of big projects that are sitting right in front of us that will make this year very rewarding. We've expanded the business significantly this year. Brought on a number of new employees and really excited. We've gotten really good folks on board and just diversifying into numerous new areas. You know, we've always been a buyer and holder of real estate in a long-term capacity, and we've been really good at keeping that real estate leased. But now we are also developing and leading development for other building owners. Uh, you know, we've built for others, and we're currently building for others. We completed a big project for uh, CFD this year, a very complex project that uh, would be really proud of, and I know they're really proud of it as a laboratory. It's probably one of the most sophisticated laboratories here in Huntsville, and we led uh, development of that, 
and it's something to be really proud of. We also built out a doctor's office this year, which is also a very sophisticated uh, thing, and uh, have another one on the slate to do very shortly in a doctor's office, and that's an area that we're really excited about starting to develop. So we've really gotten into development. We've also gotten into the owner consulting, and, and that is advising folks on large projects. Uh, we've secured a sizable effort with uh, Alabama A&M to help them with the number of projects that they have going forward and help them with their strategic planning. So really, really excited about that. And the folks that we're working with up there, it's uh, been a real quality uh, interchange there, and we're really excited about that. And we've secured a fairly sizable piece of property that we're going to build a number of warehouses on. In that first building, we're going to build it ourselves. It'll be our first time to venture into construction. (laughs) So we're really venturing out in the real estate business and now covering all aspects of it. We're no longer just someone who owns a building or two and uh, renting it out. We're involved in all aspects of it. And additionally, we're now managing buildings for other people, including that building we built for CFD. We're managing it and we picked up several others including, of course, one of the more prominently known buildings here in Huntsville. We managed the complex at Yellowhammer Brewery. Uh, (laughs) We managed for the building owners there as well. So we've gotten into a number of different aspects there, and it's growing real well. We also have another little company that we've created uh, that we're rolling out this year. The company's been created for a while. We did a couple R&D projects in it that Although they were successful, they were not financially successful. They've gone on to create projects at Torches as uh, executed for government customers, but we were looking at a commercial application. And those were not successful, but now we have a commercial operation going that came out of the DOD arena. We developed a trainer using some very innovative 3D technology, and now we're doing some medical training using that same uh, technology and it's quite sophisticated and it's getting a lot of attention. And we think it has the potential to just totally change that industry for the good. And we've seen our first sales start in that arena. So that'll be a third company in our portfolio. And we're very hopeful that we'll make some investments in it in this upcoming year. It certainly had a good year this year and it's had its first sales and it's coming out of the box looking very promising. And so we're really excited about that. So if you look at all three companies, they're certainly finishing this year very strong with a good outlook for next year. The biggest challenge for us will be continuing to generate enough capital to keep the guns blazing in the, <laughs> in the real estate and the Simvana areas as they will require a continuous infusion of capital. So it's exciting. It's probably uh, as good a place as we could finish the year, certainly much better than uh, we'd even dreamed of when the year began. So whole lot to look forward to. Should be a good year for the stock. No clues on what the number will be, but I wouldn't bet on it going down. <laughs> it's crazy just to see how many different things have come out with it. I mean, like you said, like we always talk about like the employee, the ESOP itself. I mean, being an employee at Torch, you kind of have part in real estate. I mean, you can drive around town. You can see all the different things that you're like, I have part of this and I have a part of this. I think it's such a cool experience. And it kind of transitions into the Torch Helps and the giving back to the community because you're able to offer a lot of these great places in town that have kind of helped the economy within and in the neighborhoods within Huntsville. I mean, within Torch Helps and kind of that community outreach, we've talked about it a lot. Like the community has helped to get you to where you are today. I mean, we celebrated 20 years here at Torch in October, where do you continue to see that Torch Helps and that community outreach kind of continuing to grow into 2023? Yeah, the Torch Helps probably if there is 
one thing I'm the most proud of, it would be Torch Helps and uh, what they've accomplished in their uh, tenure. It was not at all what I dreamed about when we started <laughs> it years ago. And uh, in fact, uh, uh, Clay and Janet, when they came up with the idea for Torch Helps, were responding to a request for me for help and who we should give money to. And they never really answered that question at all. They created a new approach for us to give money back using employee uh, donated funds. It's been exceptionally successful. You know, won national awards, been featured in national publications. But at the end of the day, it is something that's touching. I think it's touched nearly 100 charities now, 95 or 96, somewhere in there. We'll be 100 shortly in the North Alabama community. And, uh, you know, it's just exciting for me to go around town because there's people all over town that are involved in these charities that are coming up saying thank you, thank you, thank you. And a lot of times they're saying thank you for things that Torch Helps has done that I've not even been aware of even, you know, or have forgotten. And, or may, in some cases, may have happened two or three years ago and certainly not uh, cognizant in uh, my thought train today. But it is something that's been exceptional. I think it will continue to be exceptional. As the number of employees have gone up, the amount of funds we've got to give back to the communities continue to go up, and it just continues to operate. And one of my biggest challenges is, well, I'm so proud of it that I'd like to get in and meddle with it and play in it. But, you know, one of the ground rules I set for myself and our management team is it's employee run. If you're in there, you are an employee, not a manager. <laughs> and so I tend to stay out of the meetings. I, I helped early get it started, but I stay out of the meetings because I can't keep my mouth shut about <laughs> my opinions and I want the employees to run it. I think that'll always be the case. It's been the case for this. I guess it started in 2004, so it's 16 years old. And the nice thing about it is the employees who volunteer there and lead uh, a committee or end up being an officer in there, they get management experience that mm. prepares them well to go on and do other things in the company. And uh, that's really a nice little side effect. You get to watch folks <laughs> yeah. and how they work with others and uh, you know, watch them build respect among their peers. It gives a good opportunity for that. Uh, something that we're very proud of. And it's not just Huntsville anymore. We are now... You know, big in other markets, and uh, we're seeing grants go into other markets, and that's pretty exciting. Yeah. I, think, I mean, it's crazy just to think how the concept you had and the initial approach to people, then this could become such a big thing. Like I said, bigger than ever you ever imagined. Yeah, and uh, it's like so many things that have been successful at Torch. I really can't claim any credit <laughs> for it at all, but, I, you know, I do. And, you know, every time somebody comes up to me out in public and says, hey, Torch Helps did this wonderful thing. Well, I'm just proud to be associated with y'all that are leading that effort and all the employees that are given to make it possible. And I find it very rewarding to be a participant in that as well. So so transitioning from like the companies themselves and kind of with the trajectory for Torch and all the other companies within Torch, kind of transitioning from that for a little bit for, uh, to the podcast, in the last few months, we've been able to address different principles of being a certified evergreen company within the Tugboat Institute. We celebrated the 20-year anniversary and even had an employee on the podcast with us. And we've sat down with that current employee and talked a little bit about what the impact of being an employee-owned, 100% employee-owned company was for him and his experiences here. What are some of the goals that you have for this podcast so far that we've been able to do in these six episodes? And moving into 2023, what do you kind of see that podcast being? Well, you know, finishing the evergreen principles, I think we've got three Ps left on that of the seven Ps. Getting that out there and totally covered so that uh, we're all understanding of what evergreen really means is is pretty important. But also, I want to go much beyond that. 
as we have dabbled a little bit, and uh, we brought uh, Brady on to share in the 20th anniversary of edition there. But I want to be able to start bringing on other employees and start to tell some of the stories that they have and you know, bring on some early employees that are now approaching retirement and then also bring on some early employees that are still young and <laughs> vibrant and growing the future and talking about where the future of the company's going. I'm looking forward to broadening this out to go beyond just Evergreen, but to look at the features of the company as a whole and start to talk about some of the personalities inside the company. <laughs> and trust me, there are some personalities inside <laughs> this company that you will enjoy getting an opportunity to know throughout this series, hopefully. Yeah, I think as Torch has celebrated the 20 years, I mean, there's so much to look forward to. There's so much to look forward to just in the next year, but even looking forward into the next 20. I mean, there's just so much that's happening and some people that have been involved with it from the beginning, that getting their perspective on things is huge. And I think it's going to be a huge part of the podcast in 2023. It's crazy just to think how quickly a year can go by. Finishing out this episode, I kind of want to get your sort of last remarks of what is this one lesson or maybe even one piece of advice that you were reminded of this year that you want those who are listening to be left with? Well, it's sort of funny. I'm in the process of drafting a book. Uh, and those of you who listen to the podcast will be some of the first to know that. We have written a number of chapters now. And so I was reading back through that book. And one of the stories that are in that book, I just read it last night, uh, that I had drafted up in a communication that I sent out to the employees some, I guess, in 2013. <laughs> so it was one that I'd forgotten. When I was in the hospital, there was a young man named Carlos there who clean the floors. And uh, so he'd be riding his big old machine that sweeps the floors as every day is. And I had to go in order to get, when you've had heart surgery, in order to get out, you have to walk the circumference of the hallway in the wow. sixth floor there in Huntsville Hospital 28 times in a day. And they really want you to do that a couple of days in a row to show that you're strong enough to go home. And trust me, when you've had heart surgery, you're lucky to get a lap or two in before you need a rest. So <laughs> I would get up at all different times all through the night. Uh, they're always poking and prodding you, waking you up in the middle of the night. So I'd get up and try to get a couple, three of my laps in because I wanted to go home. <laughs> and uh, so you need to be walking all throughout the day because you just couldn't last, you know, early on more than a lap or two. And then, and so I'd be going in the evening, night hours when he'd be cleaning the floors. I'd be walking around, of course. When he cleans the floors, they're wet and slippery for a period of time. And the last thing you want is a person who's just had their chest cracked to, <laughs> crack to slip and fall and maybe have a catastrophe there. So he'd have to get off his m machine there and uh, clean the uh, floor, dry the floor up on a path for me to walk through. And each time I'd apologize to him and he'd say, oh, no, no, uh, we're very interested in you getting better and you need to walk. <laughs> and I was just thinking, there's a guy who's cleaning the floors. He's committed to the outcome of his patients in the floor there. You think about that. So we're always saying we've all got a stake in the outcome, but we've got to commit more than just what it takes to get the job done. We've got to look and commit to the outcome. So I would say the one thing it reminded me is to focus on what the outcome is, just not simply getting the job done, but let's look at the big picture and how can we change things. For the torch folks, how can we make it such that our soldiers come home with all their fingers and toes and arms and legs and eyes and ears. And, you know, what can we do to make that a higher probability? Let's focus on the outcome, not just making sure the missile fires and goes down range, but let's make sure we make it so good that our soldier is safe. 
for freedom. Let's make it so good that the people living in our facilities or renting in our facilities have it comfortable and safe and uh, they're not worried about safety issues or comfort issues because the air conditioning doesn't work or et cetera. Focus on the outcome. Happy customers. Happy customers, happy employees. <laughs> the Simvana mission is big. It's big, big life issues, making sure these anesthesiologists and the nurse anesthetists do their job correctly so that people live. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to make sure we do that right, focus on the outcome, getting people home safe. So the one challenge, uh, I gave you a long answer as I always do to a short, <laughs> short question. The one I, thing I would leave you with is let's focus on the outcome. Let's do things such that the outcome is the best it can be. In the spirit of Carlos, who always jumped off that machine, got down on the floor and dried it off so I could walk through and not fall. And he always did it with a smile, even though I was interrupting and slowing him down and making it harder for him to get his job done. Every time I made a lap, he was down there cleaning that floor so I could walk through. We got to focus on the outcome. Well, I mean, thank you so, so much uh, for sitting and talking with me today. The growth and trajectory for the companies, the growth you've had this year, the growth going into 2023, the impact that this podcast, I think, will continue to have in 2023 and the trajectory that it's going on. I continue to look forward to that. There's so many different things going on. I hope we're able to address those on the podcast moving into the new year. I hope everyone that's listening has a fantastic new year, a fantastic holiday season. Uh, if you're listening and you want to find out more about Torch, you can visit their website, torchtechnologies.com. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and we will see you back in 2023. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Keeping the Dream Alive podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen and stay connected with us on social media for news and updates surrounding the company. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoyed it.